Welcome to Wellspring on the Air, where professional Christian counselors share practical life and Bible insights. Why? Because hearts and minds matter. We're glad you joined our show today to hear from our host, Tova Kreps, president of Wellspring Counseling in Miami. Tova is a licensed therapist with many years of experience as a Christian counselor. Tova teaches, writes, and consults, and Life FM is pleased to have Wellspring Counseling restoring hearts and minds in our community. Hi there, I'm Lindsay Steffen, a licensed mental health counselor at Wellspring and today's host for Wellspring on the Air. Tova's out today, but I'm so happy to have my friend and my fellow Wellspring therapist, Yasmin Shamalu, back on the air with me. So welcome, Yasmin. Hey, so happy to be here. Yes, thanks for being with us today. Before we get started today, we're going to be talking about getting the most out of therapy, talking about clients who make the most progress and really use their time and resources wisely. But before we dive in today, Yasmin, why don't you tell us a little about yourself? Sure. I'm a therapist at Wellspring. I'm a registered mental health counselor. I mostly work with kids and adolescents, but I see adults too. Um, And I am the clinical coordinator for our Bounds Trauma Resolution Program that's coming up. So yes, yeah, she's a busy lady, but she's Mm -hmm. here with us. So we're so happy to have her today. And she's one of my therapist friends who really enjoys being on the radio with me. So it's fun. <laughs> I to, do. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> just having conversation yeah. with our audience here listening. So we hope to bring some things today that are really helpful and can educate and just pass on some knowledge, things that we've learned as counselors over the years, seeing clients, you know, who's been successful, who hasn't been, and what are those characteristics. So if you're in therapy yourself or thinking about going, how can you you really get the most out of it because we realize you know going to therapy is quite an investment Mm -hmm. you're investing your finances first of all you're investing time you know we all have busy schedules today so it is it's a lot to go somewhere weekly even Mm -hmm. if it's for one hour especially with Miami traffic for those of us who are in this area yeah also it takes energy it takes a lot of emotional energy Mm -hmm. so clients will leave sometimes and say whoo like I'm exhausted physically, but it's because you've had almost like an emotional workout. So we really, we want to talk about this today. And, you know, if you're investing all these things, your time, your money, your energy, we want you to get the best payoff possible. Mm -hmm. So starting there today, Yasmin, what do you think just about this? How can clients you've worked with, what do you see as characteristics or attributes, those who get the most out of their therapy? Yeah, I love that we're talking about this because I feel like we sit on the other side and we see a lot of clients and we, I mean, at least me, I've noticed, you know, and I ask myself, like, why two clients with the same kind of presenting problem like Mm. issue like one is significantly doing better you know their life they're expressing that they're getting better and the other one isn't and like why is that why is Um, one stuck maybe yeah why is one stuck and then you know if you dig in deeper you notice certain things with clients and um, I'm happy that we're able to share that from our perspective because I think it'll be helpful for whoever's in counseling and or thinking about going yeah I love it and I think most of us as counselors too we're big believers in counseling so we practice what we preach so I've done my own counseling for years I know Yasmin too so we're not just talking here you know kind of clinically and professionally but also relating with our audience as those who attend therapy Mm -hmm. so you know even drawing on our experiences what has helped us get the most out of counseling and what do we see in other people so Mm -hmm. yeah yeah I actually relate more to my clients who get stuck 
so I'm I'm almost like really trying to you know because I know my own barriers to things yeah, and I'm trying okay. to help them but yeah so the first thing I wrote down when I was making this list was honesty mm. honesty in the counseling room yeah. and it doesn't mean sharing every detail of things that you're embarrassed you know what I mean like it's not about just blah you know leaving it all out there right. it's just being truthful about where you are in life you know truthful about what you want to work on about what's going on yeah I mean I remember my first date you know going to a therapist and like my back was sweating on the, you know I was like it you know it's not easy to share it's personal not. things with someone who's not really you know it's almost a stranger yeah you're trusting them professionally because this is what they do. But mm -hmm. absolutely, it's hard to be vulnerable with another human being, even yeah. if you're in this professional setting. Mm -hmm. I relate to you. My first therapy session, I mean, this was maybe a decade ago, but I was so sweaty. And I even yeah. told her, I said, I'm so nervous. You yeah. know, I had never really been exposed to that world. Mm -hmm. And so that's actually part of honesty, because I've had clients tell me, like, I'm nervous right now. And I'm like, I am so happy you told me that. Yeah. And then we can talk about how they're nervous and like, you know and that's a great conversation of you know and yeah. it almost shows like it means a lot to you or like this is something big yeah you're pressing yourself you're pushing yourself to do something that's obviously challenging mm -hmm. if you're nervous you're sweating then this is something it's bringing anxiety but you must believe and be hopeful that there will be some payoff to it yeah I feel like a lot of clients almost sometimes maybe even don't want to disappoint their therapist so like mm. they won't even mention look I'm addicted to pills or I'm struggling with this you know if you talk about relationship issues and they're like you know I'm still stuck seeing the same person or I'm can't get out of this rut you know like just things yeah. like that 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 has to be talked about like things you know don't yeah. get resolved or moved if you know honesty isn't there and that's huge so we really yeah. we we're pushing our audience today to be honest with your therapist that it's a big thing and of course you want some level of trust maybe you don't go in the first session yeah. and spill your guts everything yeah. that's ever happened but you know maybe a few sessions in you have at least shared a lot of the big things mm -hmm. and I tell clients too I say you know what sometimes it helps me to know what you've been through but maybe you're not ready to talk about it so what if you just name the event and then we don't really dive into it until you're ready so it's that respect of their boundaries and their kind of their process and what they need but also giving them a chance to let someone else in the world know that this thing happened and kind of hold it with them carry that burden and then when they're ready we really dive into it so yeah yeah so that was the first one on my list yeah I yeah love it. yeah but along with that I think it's trusting the process mm, yeah trusting the process of therapy because it's not it really isn't a pill like you don't take anything you know it's yeah it's not immediate you're not going to see results even in the first maybe month you might some mm -hmm. clients they come in after the first session they say I just feel so much better that I talked about it that mm -hmm. I let it out but you're right especially with we both work with adults teens and kids yeah. and parents bring their kids or teens and want them oh, to yeah. have no behavioral issues after two weeks of therapy and that's, that's not realistic you have to respect that maybe we have for adults especially mm -hmm. life long patterns of acting behaving thinking feeling and to rewire the brain and undo that it's going to take some time it it might take you know maybe a couple months before we really feel that shift and see it but it's like I always say it's like watering a flower you have to water mm -hmm. the seeds wait for it to grow and and you get that flower but you, you don't get it overnight and no so, it's not overnight. patience <laughs> yeah 
I love doing like uh, assessments before and after mm. because I feel like clients will come in and they'll be at a certain place in life. And then yeah. maybe three months later, they're like, I don't really notice. And I'm like, well, take, let's take this again. Yeah. And it's a huge change, but you get used to, you know, you're in your everyday and you, yeah. you know, you don't see the difference and the change that happens. And it's that kind of like that overnight kind of, yeah. you know. It's a gradual process. process where one day you wake up and I think clients look back and think, wow, I don't feel that way anymore. Or they even mm-hmm. forget how depressed they were when they first came to yeah, counseling. Forget. So assessments are helpful to say, no, look, you were severely depressed. And now it shows that you don't have depression just to remember. We forget, which is kind of healthy maybe, but yeah. we forget how bad we felt. <laughs> yeah. I think journaling through your counseling is so important. Yeah. Writing down, you know, where you started, how you're feeling, things that come to your mind, things you're working through. And then just journal the entire process until the end. And that way you can really, you have some words to <laughs> place yeah. behind. Um, you're really tracking your progress. Yeah, you're tracking it. You're yeah. saying, wow, I used to think this way. I've had clients who journal say, I was reading my journal from last year and I was laughing because I yeah. couldn't believe I thought this or felt this way about myself. Mm-hmm. And now it's just such a world of difference, which mm-hmm. I love those moments That's for them. That's something to celebrate. It is. It's a yeah. big victory. I say, let's celebrate. I'm kind of nerdy with them. Yeah. They're like, oh. <laughs> Especially my teenagers. Lindsay, you're so not cool. But I'm like, whatever. I'm going to gush about you because that's a really big thing it's to a shift. It's a huge deal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I love that. Yeah. And kind of going along with that, when I think of my clients who journal, in a way, you're your own therapist mm-hmm. outside of that, maybe hour, two hours a week, you're in therapy. So taking time to express your feelings, feel them, deal with them in a healthy way. So journaling, going for a walk, listening to calming music, Mm -hmm. maybe prayer, whatever works for you, being with healthy people. Mm -hmm. um, That's a way you start to be your own therapist, regulate your own emotions, deep breathe if you have anxiety, go to the gym if you're depressed. It's the opposite of what you want to do, Mm -hmm. but all these things that are helpful. So I think clients who are very successful, they're practicing these healthy habits and techniques outside of therapy. Oh yeah. So you're not going to come for an hour a week and do nothing all week. Yes. come back for that hour. Yeah, I'm so happy you said that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, that makes a difference. Yes. yes. So they're doing, you know, they're involved in healthy lifestyle and habits outside the counseling room. So yeah, I noticed that. So clients that, you know, report feeling better even after a month. It's, you know, they're telling me like, oh, um, yeah, I'm in a small group at my church or yeah, you know, I started going to AA and I'm involved and I have a sponsor or, um, you know, I've started to go to the gym and exercise. I mean, I could think of a million things that I've heard clients say that I'm like, wow, this is making a difference in your life. And I'm so happy you're doing this, you know, outside the one hour I see you a week. Like, really, one hour is not that's not going to change anything. It's really what you do outside the counseling room. Yeah. And I Um, think often it starts with that one hour of therapy. So, you know, I'll sit with clients for maybe a few weeks, a few months before they have the courage and the confidence to join that social club at school Mm -hmm. or to join the gym or to join that group at church. But then, you know, once you build relationship, like that relationship you have with your therapist actually gives you a lot of good feeling and Mm -hmm. you feel accepted 
accepted and loved and, you know, not judged. And I think, and it's genuine. You want a therapist who they're not just giving you kind words and compliments to make you feel better, but Mm -hmm. they really see the potential in you and the best in you. And I know Yasmin and I as therapists, we always strive for that with our clients to Mm -hmm. see who could you really grow into if you were at your best, if you were well emotionally, physically, spiritually. So kind of, you almost have a cheerleader in your life and someone who also is going to tell you the hard stuff. And Mm -hmm. so I think you have that person and they give you the motivation to then, okay, you know, Lindsay, Yasmin, whoever, my therapist, they really believe I can do this. So maybe I can go to this group, even though I have some social anxiety. Mm -hmm. Maybe I can try this new thing, even though I'm kind of nervous about it. And from there, you join and you get that positive feeling that positive feedback. Wow, these people, they liked me. That was a really good experience. That was Mm -hmm. fun. I liked it. And so then it's like a a positive, healthy cycle. Yeah. So it continues. You feel good. So you actually might do even something else or step out of your comfort zone again that week. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that's a lot of what we talk about in the counseling room, how you know, you can be more connected to your community and the people around you outside the counseling room. So, you know, one kind of feeds into the other. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, we're going to take a short break right now. So I'm Lindsay Steffen here with Yasmin Shamalu, and we'll be right back. Wellspring now offers professional Christian counseling at six locations in Dade County. Therapists are now taking clients at two new locations, one at Crossbridge, Miami Springs, and Key Biscayne. For more information, 786-573-7010 or wellspringmiami.org for more information. And we're back with Wellspring on the Air. I'm Lindsay Steffen, your host for today, here with Yasmin Shamalu, fellow therapist at Wellspring. We're talking today about getting the most out of therapy. So clients we sit with or even our own experiences of how do you really get a good payback, a good payoff from counseling. Mm -hmm. So how can you invest your time, your energy, your resources, your finances, and get back something that is valuable to you and get back a payoff that is worth it to you? Because we recognize it is a big investment to go to therapy, be consistent in it, maybe every week, every other week, and, you know, just scheduling traffic. If you have to get a babysitter for your kids, whatever the case And so we really we want to help give some tips and educate on how you can get the most out of that experience in counseling. Mm -hmm. So now we're back and going to talk a little bit about motivation to change. Yeah, there's some stages of change. And when you enter therapy, it's helpful to know where you are. Are you are you ready to make change? Are you just thinking about it? And uh, Yasmin, any thoughts on that? Yeah, so there's different levels of change, the stages of change. So there's that pre contemplation stage where you're not even it's not even in your mind. It's not even there. So um, sometimes a therapist is good because it maybe sometimes catches your blind sides and kind of brings mm-hmm. it to your awareness. So you start contemplating like, yeah. what would my life look like if, you know, this changed or, you know, um, you know, there was some kind of movement in this area of my life. Like what would, what would the change be? What would it look like? That's great. Um, yeah. Cause we yeah. might not stop and think about that. No. You know, like, let's say if we're in addiction, mm-hmm. we're not going to stop and necessarily think, Oh, I wonder what my life would be like without this addiction. Cause mm-hmm. we're not looking to get rid of it. Maybe mm-hmm. we might not be at that point unless we've hit a rock bottom perhaps. So mm-hmm. having someone honestly say to you, Hey, I'm really noticing some big consequences and helping us look and say, huh, 
maybe this isn't working as well as in my mind I thought it was because I had denial or just never stopped to even think about it. Yeah. So even a step further, like once you think about it, there's the next one is preparation. So you haven't even begun to act on it yet. You're preparing what that's going to be like Mm. when you do make the change. So let's say your goal is to be more organized. Like your prep stage is buying a planner buying those highlighters or whatever you, <laughs> you use to kind of like color-coded tabs, color-coded tabs. <laughs> like you're preparing you know yeah. if your goal is to let's say to to become you know healthier in your lifestyle mm. you know you're buying your gym shoes you're picking out what gym you want to go to yes. you're you're meal prepping you know you're you're doing kind of that pre-work uh, before the real action comes yeah and yeah. I wonder if in that work if it's motivating you know I see that for myself when yeah. I get my planner I feel okay this is a little nerdy but I'm like oh my yeah. pretty new planner yes. <laughs> it's all clean and you know I can fill it in and I kind of feel even a little bit excited that might be the word to mm-hmm. you know get started or yeah if I get new shoes for the gym you want to try them out so those little prep stages that are kind of fueling your energy and your excitement your motivation mm-hmm. those are a key piece of change yeah and after the prep comes that action phase so you are like you're in the action you know you're doing it (laughs) yeah and then it comes maintenance so making it an everyday thing making it a lifestyle Mm. and I love that this is part of the stages of change is actually relapse which we don't talk about too often but that is almost should be as expected as anything else because Hmm. I mean we're not robots you know like relapse is bound to happen yeah um, you really are bringing in the human yes humanness of us and yeah we are I think you know I my mindset I've worked in addiction early on in my career and I would always tell clients relapse is part of recovery yeah. and can you do this without relapse that would be amazing I would mm-hmm. love that because it spares you more pain and kind of having to you know, bounce back and all that but let's just have we'll even go into this now realistic expectations mm-hmm. like we're going to fail we're not going to do it perfectly I tell my eating disorder clients Hey, you're probably going to still uh, restrict a lot of the days this week. But maybe if there's one day where you're able to eat according to your meal plan at the beginning, that's amazing. Let's celebrate Mm -hmm. that, that in that day you had the strength to do it. And we want to grow more and more good hours, days, weeks. Mm -hmm. But we have to have realistic expectations for our change. Yeah. And even clients, you know, they have an expectation of, you know, let's say they're going through depression, like to I mean, it's not it's unrealistic to think that you're suddenly going to be, you know, like there's this level of happiness or this happy place you reach because really emotions are up and down and it's it's a cycle. So the expectation of having this carefree, happy life is not even human. It's not even an expectation you should even want because, you know, sadness makes happiness, whatever, that much greater. Mm. Right? What's that, that movie in, oh, what is it called? That Pixar movie. Oh, the, the emotion, a, yeah, Inside Out. Inside yeah, out. that's I a great love it. one. It's such a good example of like how yeah. you need it all and how failure is actually, you know, helps you be better. Yeah. So mm-hmm. when you have experienced sadness or anger, then when you experience happiness, you can feel it even more fully mm-hmm. because you're not cutting off those negative emotions. So you can f- 
fully feel your positive emotions as well. Yeah. Yeah. So even feeling the pain of that failure, that's actually good. It's it, good. it feels horrible, but it's good because you feel it. And with failure, we want it to not bring shame, like, oh, I'm bad, yeah. but more guilt where I did something wrong. It was a mistake, but it doesn't say anything about me or who I am at my core. Mm-hmm. So that's something I think with clients, that's a huge part of getting the most out of therapy is not getting stuck in our shame cycles, mm-hmm. but really having realistic expectations. And I harp on that with a lot of clients. I think as people, we can be very hard on ourselves because maybe we got that from caregivers or in school. You know, someone didn't teach us it was okay to fail. Mm-hmm. And so I tell my clients, like, I definitely expect you to fail. So let's just take the pressure off yeah. that you're not going to do this perfectly. And I tell every time I give a homework or something like that, I say, you're not going to do it perfect. I already expect that. So mm-hmm. just, you know, do the best you can. And do if you do this a few days and not every day, like, I'm going to be good accountability and really motivate them to eventually be carrying it out every day of the week. But in those first few weeks, you know, let's let's ease into it. It's a process. Mm-hmm. You're working out your kinks along the way. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that ties into doing the work mm. because sometimes people come to, to therapy because their friend recommended it or their spouse or someone or, you know, kids are being kind of, you know, pushed in there by their parents. Yeah. And yeah, I have, let's say, what an anger issue, but... I really don't want to do any. I'm not motivated to change this at all. Yeah. Um, and some of that really is kind of maybe a lack of hope that there there mm. could be change in this area. Maybe it's been an, a, a, a problem for so long and there's just no sunshine. Yeah. <laughs> there's clouds. And so yeah. part of what we do, I think, is helping remove those clouds and, you know, asking qu- questions that challenge you and to make you think of yeah. situations differently. And kind of bring in that hope Mm. but really it comes from you know you to to want to work on that area and to offer it up as something that you know could change and yeah yeah could be improved I think so what I hear you saying there is a client who can foster some sense of hope Mm -hmm. can get a lot more out of therapy of course and I think it's our job as the therapist to help clients do that who feel very hopeless at the beginning Mm -hmm. but I always tell clients to look at people around you who maybe have been in similar situations and have had a life change Mm -hmm. so if you don't hold hope for yourself right now maybe hold on to the hope of other people Mm -hmm. I myself have done that in therapy where I thought this is not something in my life that can really change this has just been this way for so long Mm -hmm. but then I looked at other people and thought you know what they they really believe that this can change and this changed for them so I'm almost going to ride on their coattails until I can have it for me and I really I actually found that to be effective and eventually find change myself and I see that for clients all the time so you know we have to almost just even if we don't have a, a true hope, we don't have the feeling of hope, we keep making our mindset as clients and as people one that is hopeful. So we talk a lot about positive self-talk, but reframing those hopeless thoughts that this therapy is not going to work for you, mm-hmm. nothing's going to work for you. You might not feel that it is going to work, but let's at least change the thought for now. And over time, clients will see ah that trickles down from the head to the heart space. Yeah. Yeah, that's so important. So just thinking through anything else that clients can do when they come to therapy to really get the most out of it. Um, One thing that comes to mind for me is coming on time. (laughs) (laughs) And this isn't a personal frustration, obviously, but 
you know, when yeah, it, if, that's just reality. Yeah. You know, we see maybe a couple clients a day and, you know, it starts at a certain time. So, yeah, it gets you cut your time gets cut short and you need, you know, every yeah. minutes. It's, if, if I have seven clients in a row, let's say, and one is 30 minutes late, I can't keep you an extra half hour because yeah. I have someone booked right after. So clients who come, you know, 30 minutes late, even 10 minutes late consistently, they're just missing out on that. So I don't I'm not frustrated for myself. I'm not mad. But um, for my client, I'm thinking you're just selling yourself short. You could yeah. come and get this full hour. And I feel like we use the full hour in oh, therapy, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, and a lot of now some therapists, they see clients for 50 minutes because of the insurance and coding purposes so but I think you're really you're getting into the meat about halfway Mm -hmm. often and that that last 30 minutes is key so you know coming on time is so important so you really can break through all those initial kind of getting comfortable settling in and then really talking about what's important so I'll keep my clients accountable with that. I say, what's going on that's keeping you from coming on time? You know, is it a resistance? Are you not really, Mm -hmm. are you scared of something, scared to be vulnerable? So Mm -hmm. that's a big thing. Yeah, that's a practical one. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then maybe um, another thing to get the most out of therapy that comes to mind for me is going at a good time of day. So let's say if we're doing trauma work, I'm not going to want you to come in the morning before work. Because that's a lot. That's a lot emotionally. And I don't want you to have to go back and live your day. Um, Or, you know, if you have an event with your kids right after at school, let's not have a really hard session before then. Let's plan well so you can come and it fits into your life in a kind of a a practical, realistic way. So Mm -hmm. talking to your counselor about that, what is a time of day when you can kind of slow down, settle into the process and actually be present and not be thinking, oh, I have to leave here and pick up the kids and make dinner. And, you know, Mm. so we try to work a lot of our counselors work on weekends that works for some couples for marriage counseling or Mm -hmm. what have you so yeah so I think being emotionally ready we've talked about that today kind of being motivated ready for change Mm -hmm. and then just these practical things you know actually practicing what your therapist gives you for homework outside of the therapy room being Mm -hmm. consistent Yasmin talked about habits forming healthy habits um, other pieces of your life your your diet, your exercise, your social circles. Mm -hmm. So all these things come together. It's pretty holistic, Mm -hmm. I'd say. Yeah, it kind of brings that aha moment. Mm -hmm. I love when that happens, you know, like just even one action can start that momentum, like just start that wheel turning of like, you know, this is possible, like I can do this. Yep. Yeah. I think once you have that first positive experience or even mini victory, Mm -hmm. then you get a little of that hope that you're like, okay, maybe something could be different. Mm -hmm. And then you know, you start to build victory upon victory, more good days than bad days until mm-hmm. you, like we say, you look back and you have transformed. Your life has changed. And so, well, I hope today was helpful for everyone listening. If you're contemplating going to therapy or already in it, hopefully this was some good feedback, how to get the most out of your counseling experience. So Yasmin, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. Yeah, hopefully we'll have you back on here soon. I'm Lindsay Steffen with Wellspring on the Air because hearts and minds matter. Wellspring on the Air is a production of Wellspring Counseling, a nonprofit professional counseling center with multiple locations in Miami-Dade County. Wellspring therapists are licensed by the state of Florida and Christian in their worldviews. They have wide ranges of clinical expertise, including marriage, family, anxiety, depression, and trauma. 
Their diverse group of therapists includes several who speak Spanish or Portuguese. If you would like to know more about Wellspring's services of counseling and education, go to their website at wellspringmiami.org or give them a call at 786-573-7010 or email them at ontheair at wellspringmiami.org. Again, you can find a way to contact them at wellspringmiami.org.